Hi guys, it's Hannah and Simona, and we're here with your Daily Dose. So today we're here with our friend Lillian Paul, and we're going to talk about the arts and how the arts have affected us personally. Yeah, so I'll, I, I guess I can go first. I have been playing violin for around eight years already, and I actually started with piano when I was four because um, my dad really loves classical music. And, you know, ever since I was like in my mom's womb, I would... My dad would put, like, headphones on my mom's stomach and, like, think that I was listening to classical music. And as I got older, um, you know, he would always put me in headphones and we'll just listen to classical music everywhere in the house. Um, and then I got into, like, actually playing it. And I soon really started to love it because I would be in this moment where I wouldn't hear anything around me. And it was just me and my instrument. So... And I continue playing violin to this day, and it's one of my, you know, areas where I can just release stress, and it's really nice. What about you, Simona? Um, so I have a lot of experience in the arts. I did dance for almost around 10 years, and I did all types. I did ballet, contemporary, lyrical, jazz, a lot, and that was very fun. And I also did piano. My parents put me in lessons when I was like eight and I've been doing that for like four to six years and then in middle school I did choir and orchestra and there I did cello and then I switched to viola and now I just play viola and then over quarantine I learned how to play guitar so I don't know music has always been in my life and it's always a really good de-stressor and it's just really fun to play something or sing something or anything like that what about you yeah, so I grew up with surrounded by music as well, but I think as I grew up, I kind of was drawn away from music and into the more uh, literary arts. So in seventh grade, we had like this random poetry assignment, and I did really well on it, and I was kind of fascinated by syntax and the order of words and how you can arrange them on the page to influence how the reader reads them, like the rhythm and also just the appearance on the page. So I think it's a really cool aspect of drawing in like the visual arts of how words can appear and then also uh, connecting with people's emotions and making them feel something when they read your words. So I think that's kind of really how I start to develop my love for poetry. And when did that start? That started in middle school. So like sixth and seventh grade, basically. So it's been four years five years yeah around that time yeah yeah Yeah. um what I guess like when it when it was introduced to you like what was the type of topics that you would mostly write about or like what what topics do you write about now in your free time about poetry yeah so I think when I first started writing it was mostly to do with assignments so it might have been like a creative writing assignment that the teacher would use to get us to engage with the book that we were reading or concepts we were learning, but now I kind of write more to kind of come back to what you guys were saying, to de-stress and just kind of cope with things that are happening in my life. So I'll write about, you know, I find myself writing about like my love life frequently, which is annoying, but you know, it happens. <laughs> um, and just kind of writing about like my experiences and like what I've seen and yeah. Yeah, I started, usually I would just listen to songs or play songs that I already knew but 
over the past couple months, everything's been like super stressful and overwhelming. So I started trying to like write my own stuff and it's actually been really fun. And it also, it helps to put things in perspective and kind of, even if something's stressful, you can still make something out of it and make something positive. So it's, it kind of changes your view on certain aspects that you don't like and you can make it into something that you really, really appreciate and enjoy, which is also really good. Yeah, so um, something about us three is when we were sophomores, we took um, English, Honors English 2, and for our unit, we had to write some a lot of poetry, and we had to, you know, do a poetry slam. And something memorable that I really did, um, and I don't know if you two did it, is I would write my poetry in, like, a journal um, when I was, you know, at times when I was alone or, like, at nighttime, because I think that's, what, like, when you get your most of your like mm-hmm. emotions yeah. um, centered and, you know, there's no distraction. So I guess for Lillian, like, is, is that kind of like what you do? Do you have like a journal or do you write in a Google doc or like, how do you, what tools do you do to put down your emotions? Yeah. So I definitely like as much as I would love to be one of those like artsy people who has like a journal and, you know, I write in it every night. I do not write poetry like as frequently as I would or as I would like to. And honestly, it comes, the inspiration comes at the most random times, like right before I'm trying to go to bed and it's already late and I want to get sleep, but like an idea just comes and I have to write it down somewhere or something will come in the shower or like while I'm brushing my teeth. I get a lot of ideas in the bathroom, gonna be honest. (laughs) It's kind of like my thinking space. But so I kind of find myself writing a lot of my poetry ideas just in the notes page on my phone, which can produce a lot of anxiety whenever I like lose my phone or if it dies or something. I'm like, oh my gosh, I just lose everything. But definitely. it's definitely the easiest way to write ideas down quickly because I always have my phone on me. So mm-hmm. have you yeah. thought of like publishing maybe? Yes, I am actually hoping to publish this summer. I've been writing, working on it for two years and I'm hoping to finish like accumulating enough poetry that's up to my standards to um, put it all together and publish hopefully so that's so cool so that's, that's stay really tuned. cool yeah, yeah stay <laughs> tuned we'll definitely um put it up in this podcast for sure yeah um so I guess I like you know our three of our kind of different situations with the arts kind of lead to us um feeling happier um psychologically and mentally because I think that's really important since you know us three are teenagers we're going through this time of our lives like when we're maturing into adults we're getting a lot of pressure especially in COVID-19 like this is huge for us I I don't honestly I don't even know how we're like you know still coping with it um and Simona I I know that you're taking um AP psychology currently as a junior um is there anything that like you can maybe talk about to the to the viewers or to the listeners um, about happy chemicals or, yeah, you know, or like so, serotonin and stuff? Um, so in AP Psych, we were just working on a unit all about the brain. And so uh, one of the sections in the textbook is all about neurotransmitters. And actually, our podcast is named after four of those neurotrans- neurotransmitters, dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. And so those are basically like the happy hormones. And so specifically with music and just things of the arts, dopamine is kind of the main 
neurotransmitter. And so that dopamine is like, it's the happy hormone, it's the pleasure hormone. So when you're doing music and things like that, it that neurotransmitter is um, like going everywhere basically because you're, if you enjoy it, it's like going everywhere. It just this happens a lot with, if you enjoy sports, like that happens. It's just, it causes you happiness. And so that's um, what music can do. And then when you're also doing it with someone else, like if you're singing a duet or doing something like that, that's where oxytocin comes in, which is more of like the love hormone. And so that's actually why in a lot of like movies and just in, in life, if you're like singing with someone and you look them in the eyes, like, Oh yeah, you know, like butterflies, that kind of thing. That's oxytocin. That's what's um, happening in your brain. And oxytocin is actually part of like the opioid like system, and that's pain relief. Mm -hmm. And there's actually a lot of studies um, saying that love, the amount of like love, can actually substitute like a drug addiction because of how much it affects your brain. That's yeah, that's really interesting. That's why it kind of ties into like you should get like 20 hugs a day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, saying because it gives you that oxytocin. Your your relationships, whether it's like romantic or just platonic, Mm -hmm. um, just in life, benefit you and are like so important to your like your even your physical health. Like it's all connected. Yeah. Um, so it's actually really interesting. So music is like a huge part. Yeah, music is a huge part. Yeah, just like being overall like happier. Mm-hmm. And to the people who like don't really have that relationship with humans, like I think you know music or art in general um, can really give that that boost of our you know our brain chemicals because I think that 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 is vital to how to live as a human. And to the people who don't really have like personal connections um, with or like relationships with a lot of other people, um, you know, this kind of doing the arts or listening to music that can um, increase the amount of serotonin and oxytocin, Um, especially in the times of like COVID-19, like last year when everyone was in lockdown mode, you know, we couldn't really see our relatives or our best friends or significant others because of this lockdown and I I can actually feel it myself. I couldn't see a lot of my friends for a while and I almost felt really lonely and kind of closed off. But, you know, I had this violin with me. Number one, it like really motivated me to, you know, con- pursuing the instrument and it, it just gave me like this safe closure of being myself. Um, does that kind of apply with you as well? Like during COVID, you writing poetry Does that kind of help as well? Yeah, I feel like I definitely had more time to write. It was just whether or not I was inspired because I honestly cannot, like, induce inspiration for poetry, which can get very annoying with, like, the poetry assignments that we were talking about last year Mm -hmm. for Honors English, too. Um, But, yeah, no, there were definitely instances where I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm feeling lonely and I would write about it and it would definitely help. But. In some ways, it also makes you feel a little bit more lonely because you're just kind of like sitting in your room, <laughs> just writing. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. that that is very true. Yeah, um, but again, I, I think it, yeah, it is a really good coping mechanism when you don't. It's have a different to... kind of coping. Yeah, mechanism. it's a different kind. It's kind of like stepping back and really having to like connect with and observe like what's been happening with your life, and actually deal with the emotions that you're feeling, and which will be a, a lot of like it's a fault of mine I'll just kind of push things to the side because I know I have to get things done 
Mm-hmm. Uh, like for school recently, I've been like, okay, I'm kind of sad, but I got to get stuff done. So we'll <laughs> deal with that later. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's, it's a really good way to like, when you get older, you can look back at definitely, your definitely. work and yeah. you're like, I felt like this. Yeah. That's something I'm like really excited about is to see how far, if I choose to pursue like any type of music or like writing anything, I want to see like what I was doing like a year ago, two years ago. Yeah evolution yeah i think that would be so cool like i don't know that's really interesting to me yeah especially during covid like for me i'm an introvert Mm -hmm. and so i didn't expect myself to be so like affected about not seeing people but it like it really like took a toll on me and so finding comfort in the arts was it was like a really good way to um kind of cope with all the things that i wouldn't i wasn't expecting myself to be feeling yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm like, I, I think us three should be kind of glad that we grew up in this kind of artsy environment. And the place that we live currently, you know, it has a huge, like a really rich history of the arts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really glad that our school promotes that really well as well. Um, as well. And yeah, it, I guess it, it really affects um, students like us, um, Definitely. people who yeah. are the same age as us because we're going through this huge transition in life. Um, and I also feel like you don't really have to have a strong education in music to be able to still enjoy it and, like, experience the same things. Yeah, definitely. Like, anyone can, like, listen to it or, like, make it. Like, it's just, like, a... It doesn't have any boundaries about what you can do. Yeah. So you don't have to be skilled or take private lessons or anything like, yeah, yeah, to course. still enjoy it. So it's like a super universal thing that can help everyone mm-hmm. like, cope and just be happier. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of my coping mechanisms is probably eating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. I guess we're like growing. So I tend to eat a lot now. Um, not really good for the diet, but keeps me happy um speaking of which a couple days ago it was national noodle day happy noodle day everyone everyone go have some noodles (laughs) go have some noodles lillian what's your favorite noodles uh definitely rigatoni or ramen Mm. it's the way to go yeah i really love um taiwanese beef noodle soup i don't know it's it's like it's like savory and like beefy but yeah it's good what about you Simona um I really like like the bow tie pasta like far I think it's called farfalle and also the the like multicolored swirly I don't know what it's called but they're very very good <laughs> swirly yeah pasta. swirly pasta, swirly pasta. Mm-hmm. yeah I mean you know food is food is great other than art I think food is another yeah. way that I can <laughs> yeah, you have to feed your brain too yeah you gotta so, feed it so have some noodles yeah.